Crown of Thorns by Iris Bluefick Chapter 37 The Imagine Haster Ficklets 1. Imagine Haster riding a bus. Nigger stared thoughtfully out of the window, then tapped the glass. Oi, is this where we get off then? he asked his companion. Haster shrugged as the bus ground to a halt at Victoria Station. As good a place as any, he said, and reached for Ligger's belt. 2. Imagine Haster wearing heels. Don't know about this, said Ligger, shifting from one foot to the other. They made them for fashion, you said, and not torture. He kicked out of the shoes and shuddered, which was really the closest he could get to a shiver in their present environment. Nasty things. Ah, where's your sense of adventure? Haster sneered, towing into one shoe and then the other, striking a pose that was intended as parody of those skinny humans on the... the... railway? The correct term had thoroughly gone out of Ligger's head, and little wonder. If that's what you're after... Try the leopard print ones, Ligger said, leering. Three. Imagine Haster watching a Disney movie. Ligger tilted his head thoughtfully. I don't know, it may come right. She's got a lot going for her, even being mute and all. Them big expressive eyes. Haster threw scorched popcorn at the screen. Ah, what have our eyes got that those nice fresh ones I brought up from the Eighth Circle haven't, eh? They inspire romantic musical numbers, for one, said Ligger. Haster brooded his way through Kiss the Girl, wondering if he ought to have brought the poor, unfortunate soul, good expression, that, and just done the extraction in front of Ligger. At least then there'd have been some accompaniment. Fortunately, Ligger didn't expect a boat ride, and the ratty sofa didn't tip. 4. Imagine Haster trying to outsmart an automatic door. Whoosh! Haster peered cautiously into the air-conditioned interior. I can't find the wires, said Ligger warily. Wouldn't trust it if I were you. Well, I'm not you, said Haster, watching the glass panel glide open again. He stepped aside to let a human pass from within, not as if the bugger could see them anyway, watched the glass slide shut, and then gestured to Ligger. About the shape of it now. He stepped forward and smacked nose first into the closed panel. Ligger didn't manage to hide his snort, and didn't run fast enough either. 5. Imagine Haster watching Ligger getting dressed. It wasn't so much the feeling of being watched as the way the air in the room changed, insofar as the boiling point had any capacity to shift. Quit lurking and show yourself, said Ligger, pausing, and let his shirt hang open. Pervy git, if a tumble's what you're after, just say so. Haster emerged seamlessly from between the ash-streaked curtains, eyes glowing muted vermilion in the dim, vaulted bedchamber. The place wasn't much to crow about, but it had been home for so long. Turn around, 
he rasped, grasping Ligger roughly by the shoulders. No messing about, bloody prick-tease is what you are. The rest of Ligger's clothes lay forgotten. Home is what you made of it. 6. Imagine Haster bleeding. Hey, come here, Ligger said, and drew a ragged, greying handkerchief out of his trouser pocket, which required a lot of fishing around in the piles of clothes at the foot of the... Well, let's call it a bed. You've got some... Snuffin... Pastor insisted, fingering the livid slashes between his ribs with satisfaction. Better work on the depth next time, or else. Ligger considered this, dabbing at the cuts anyway. They was always telling me to trim my nails, back then, I mean, up there. Haster ran the sharp tip of his index finger from the curve of Ligger's jaw down to his collarbone, swiped the fresh black-red trail it left, and licked Ligger's blood off his thumb. Don't you dare, he hissed, rolling them back into the stained pillows. 7. Imagine Haster imitating Crowley. That was good, said Ligger, clapping. You nailed him. Just better hope he weren't listening or nothing. I heard old Bossy Boots up to surveillance after we... Oh, Dagon's distracted, and that's the least of my concerns, sneered Haster. All right, then, said Ligger, expectantly. Go on and do another one. Who'd you have in mind? asked Haster, flattered. Just name it. Not so much an it as a he, Ligger mused slyly. You know who. Haster bristled and spat. I wouldn't stoop so far as to give him the honour of even my cruelest mockery, he insisted. You ask far too much. Please, Ligger begged, and curse him, batted his singed eyelashes. Hast aside and kicked off his shoes, likewise discarding his clothes in a sizzle of hot, stale air. He hated this part most of all, shape-shifting. The sense that he'd been crammed into a space too long and narrow for even someone of his not inconsiderable height. He crossed the floor and wound his way up Ligger's leg, slid across his lap, felt wrong, that part, wronger than anything Haster had ever done, and that was saying a lot, and finally up Ligger's chest so that he could wind in a murderous stranglehold around Ligger's neck. He flicked his forked tongue at Ligger's earlobe, tempted to sink in both ineffectual fangs. Is this what you wanted? hissed Haster scornfully. Are you happy? It's just, gasped Ligger in mild asphyxiation. Snakes are so cute, ain't they? Eight. Imagine Haster visiting America for the first time. Amid the carnage, flesh blood, melted ice cream and shredded Baskin Robbins uniform, Ligger licked the back of his sticky, no longer manifest as maggot's hand in satisfaction. How many flavours was it supposed to be? He asked. Thirty-one? More said Haster, wiping his chin with a napkin from the miraculously untouched nearby dispenser. I forgot to count the employees. Nine. 
Imagine Haster at a Gatsby party. What do you mean Crowley ain't here? shouted Ligger, casting about wildly. He couldn't hear over the racket all of the humans were making. He was at present jammed in the midst of a bunch who decided making party hats of their empty martini glasses was a great idea, and Haster was getting progressively more cross. He likes parties, you said so. Haster pushed his way through the throng hemming them in, past Ligger and to the tall young woman standing with the awkward young man who were being watched by the very person for whom they were searching. Humans were stupidly unobservant, the lot of them, and surveyed the chaotic scene below from his new vantage point at the railing. Oh, if he's in here now, he'll be here later, Haster sneered, and then turned to lock eyes with the host-turned-voyeur for the briefest of moments. He'll have orders, of course. The question, as always, will be what he chooses to do with them. 10. Imagine Haster meeting Iris Bluefick. Don't see why, Ligger mutters. Rather plain, ain't she? Looks kind of sad. Why is she just ignoring everyone else like that? I'd be people-watching if I was human. She's distracted, swift greyish eyes blown about short red hair. Just as Haster decks him a good one, hisses for him to keep quiet, the girl's eyes flick up from her phone and lock on both of them, fingers still tapping keys on the screen. She deletes something, rewrites it, and then regards the negligible space between Haster's and Digger's subway car seats as if it's no more than empty air. Chews her lip. Deletes. Because we're more real to her than they are, he says. Not quite smiling, she flips Haster off, continues to type. 11. Imagine Haster feeding ducks. You sure it's safe getting this close? asked Ligger hesitantly. Just because I was here the once for a week or so, keeping an eye on things, don't mean I recommend hanging about as such. You said they looked tasty, Asta reminded him, peering over the garden hedge at the six unassuming ducks foraging amidst the vegetation. That's reason enough for me to believe the endeavour is, shall we say, worthwhile. Ligger gave him a disapproving frown. I think it's just because you're wanting to get back at- Silence! Aster snapped, pushing his way through the hedge and into the grass. What did you say they like? Fruit and bugs, mostly, said Ligger, hanging back. Mealworms, crickets and all sorts. Effortlessly, Haster produced a handful of maggots and took a step closer to the ducks, who had all looked up and were regarding him with blank yet wary eyes. Well, I'll keep them occupied with these. You grab a couple, got it? Ligger just grunted, not budging an inch. As per usual, any job worth doing I've got to handle myself, Aster sighed, crouching to extend his teeming hand into the duck's midst. Look out for that and warned Ligger, as the bravest of the lot hissed and approached Haster. She bite. What happened next was too swift for Ligger to ascertain, save for the obvious fact that Haster was now covered in a vicious flurry of hissing, quacking waterfowl. Ow! Haster roared. 
Get in here and get them off me, you sodding old good-for-nothing! Nuh-uh, said Ligger, unwilling to budge. They've got teeth, ducks. 12. Imagine Haster crying. Come on, lay off it, said Ligger, awkwardly patting Haster's shoulder. It weren't so bad as all that. You got that nippy one back pretty good. Singed her bossy pin feathers right off, I reckon. Crawley won't like that one bit. Suddenly, Haster shrugged him off. The stuff oozing from the corners of his eyes certainly looked enough like tears to fool your average human, but Ligger wasn't human. He also liked to think he wasn't average. Oh, if you don't lay off that poncy fussing, Haster growled, I'll feed you to those bleeding, useless, flappy monsters next time. Just see if I don't. We could get some of that organic mango from Tesco's, said Ligger evasively. Makes them fight up a right storm. You ought to see. And whatever else he might be, he definitely wasn't a fool. 13. Imagine Haster winning a contest. Haster studied the trophy. It looked like it might be made of bone, blackened, and the plaque was made of something dull and shiny that had been hammered flat. There were dark flecks in it. He squinted at the inscription in the gloom. Some weather the seventh torment was having. Filling material, said Dagon's pretty assistant helpfully. He'd never deigned to think of her as anything but that. Extracted from the Mullers of Gluttons. I thought we was here because we was in trouble, said Ligger, and sniffed as he studied the inscription. This here says he's done service to the realm. What's that? It means Dagon is going to keep a very close eye out, she said. You are in trouble. What gave you the impression you weren't? Wishful bloody thinking, Asta snarled, yanking Ligger after him by the collar. Let's get out of here, I fancy a glutton or two. Fourteen. Imagine Haster dancing. Didn't sound hard, Ligger muttered under his breath, bending to dust off the scuffed tips of his boots. There's no call for stepping on your partner's toes. I'm leading next time. Haster folded his arms and sneered. I'd like to see you try. Ligger fiddled with the volume knob of the battered, fried-out radio. Haster grudgingly had to admit his companion was getting the hang of anything involving wire, and held out his hand. Old, listen, at least by human standards. There was far too much mincing and sashaying for Haster's taste, and this time his toes were the ones that got repeatedly stepped on. It made him cross, but he got a kiss for his trouble at the end, so that was all right. Fifteen. Imagine Haster being happy. Can we try it just once, the way you say you saw him do it? Ligger implored, panting, his lower lip fetchingly split. Without the scratching and bleeding and such? Why the hell would you want that? Haster demanded, flipping him over, but his stomach felt fluttery. All that pansy nancing about's gone to your head, eh? Sounds different, is all, Ligger managed, but the words dissipated in a squeak when Haster lightly pinched his nipple. Feels funny without your nails. Oi, 
That tickles. Asta had to agree. It did tickle, at least most of it, especially the part where feathers got involved. His wings, unaccustomed to the contact, shuddered and spread. What are you grinning for? Ligger demanded afterward, passing back the dog end. It weren't nothing special. Nice enough if you're into that kind of thing, I suppose. Hasta grunted, took a long puff, and pinched away what was left of the cigar before slinging an arm over Ligger's side. He promptly drifted to sleep and did not dream. 16. Imagine Hasta cooking. I don't understand it, said Ligger, baffled, licking scalding oil off the tip of his index finger. It turned out just fine up there when Crawley did it. I saw. The humans all ate it, and they didn't even die. Beats the purpose, if you ask me. Hasta took hold of the skillet and flung it across the room, narrowly missing Ligger's head in the process. He glared at the minced-up bits of onion, garlic and chilli pepper sizzling on the floor tiles. He'd followed that recipe to the letter. Next time we're not shopping at bloody Tesco, he seized. Ligger decided he'd best keep his gob shut about mango this time. 17. Imagine Hasta baking. Ligger licked the mixing spoon and hummed. It's more like it. Takes long enough if you ask me, said Hasta, drumming his fingers on the hob. He emphatically was not stealing glances at the dimly lit oven window just below. Too fussy by half and a waste of those crinkly paper things besides. Dunno why you've got to bake it, Ligger said. Tastes fine as is. There's a salmonella risk, Hasta sniffed. Petty mortal concern, all told. Good job the Megs was free-range, said Ligger, and licked some more. 18. Imagine Hasta in a female corporation. Change back, Ligger muttered, prodding both mounds of surplus flesh again with dubious fingertips. I don't know what to do with them. They're too soft. Your lack of creativity is concerning. He shifted under Ligger's weight, legs spread, finding his current shape a novel excursion. And with this? Sure, but then things are still there. Mocking me, I tell you. Hasta sighed and shape-shifted, rolling Ligger onto his back. Bear? He counted, with a pointed thrust of his hips. Nah, said Ligger, almost lovingly. You're the absolute worst. 19. Imagine Hasta painting a ceiling. I'm pretty sure that's not the colour I gave you, said a dreaded, familiar voice from the foot of the charred scaffolding. In fact, there's a world of difference between Provencal yellow and, um, coagulated human blood. Charming. I did the mixin myself said Ligger, somewhat crestfallen. Your boss don't like it? Um... Tanith said again, grimacing. He's your boss, too. And, for the record, I'm the one who doesn't like it. Although I doubt he will, either. Now, oh, your precious imported pigment, said Hasta. Or shall I say, 
down-cycled pigment cannot withstand such temperatures as... Hacks, dearest. Dagon called from the next room. Never mind them. You're lucky I'm an especially dab Hannah transformation on an atomic level, buddy. Tanith seethed at Hasta. She stalked out, but not before mouthing, sorry, up at Ligger. I like her, said Ligger. She's real nice, that'n. Regular keeper. Hasta didn't think twice about upending the bucket on his head. 20. Imagine Hasta in a corporation smaller than Crowley, or Ligger. If I were being honest, not that I'd want to be, mind, that ain't doing it for me, Ligger admitted as he stared down at Hasta. Not much more in that time you tried. That's so much for adventurousness, Hasta sneered. What's next? It's just said Ligger, grinding his toe into the ashy dust underfoot, unable to meet Hasta's eyes as he shifted back to his full height. I like being able to... well... Hasta snagged Ligger by his filthy collar and slung him over his shoulder. Point taken, he said gruffly, and wanted to add, so do I, but didn't. Twenty-one. Imagine Hasta trying to learn the tango. This is working about as well as before, observed Ligger, frustrated, stopping mid-stride. You have no sense of timing whatsoever. Maybe it's because you haven't got a rose in your mouth, said Hasta sarcastically. At least you'd keep bloody quiet and I could concentrate. Ligger grinned, slow, wide and terrible, around the stem suddenly clenched between his teeth. A thorn snagged his lower lip, pierced it, sent a dark trickle of blood down his chin. Uh, said Hasta, somewhat distractedly. From the top? 22. Imagine Hasta in World War II. The farmhouse was abandoned from the look of things, its shutters hanging wide, windows smashed. Aster advanced through the early morning gloom, squinting at the intact cellar doors. The shape hunkered down in the weeds beside them, stirred and raised its head, revealing the gleam of startled yellow eyes through the mist. Fancy meeting you here, said Haster with nasty delight. Keeping watch, are we? Uh, hi, said Crowley sheepishly, and waved with one filthy, tattered-gloved hand. Yeah, you know me. Always, uh, vigilant. Asta bent down, palms flat against the damp wood, and sniffed. Looks to me like you waited too long, he said. Smells dead. That's just the dog, explained Crowley hastily. The soldier's been stuck down there for three days. I think there are also a few chickens. Scared out of his bloody mind by now, I'd imagine, said Hasta, turning back to the snake. His platoon's long gone. Time to move in for the kill, eh? Didn't think playing cat and mouse with him was your style. Crowley sniffed and rubbed the tip of his nose, which was raw and pink with the cold. Let this one go, he said. If Hasta hadn't known better... He'd have thought that was a tone of pleading in Crowley's voice. Why should I? He countered. 
He's somebody's grandfather, replied Crowley a bit too quickly. Er, I mean... Oh, the boy's twenty-three of these a day, Hastur sneered. I know, Crowley forged on somewhat desperately, but he will be. Think of it as, um, as looking after your future returns. Hastur grinned and set his palms back against the wood. The doors rattled as the rusty bolt inside threw itself open. Oh, about time he came out then, said Hasta. Found some French whore to fuck. He's already got a girl at home, murmured Crowley irrelevantly. Leave him to me. Hasta slunk off, watching as the other demon huddled back down in his ill-fitting gear with a shiver. 23. Imagine Hasta discovering Tumblr. Tap. Flick. Type. Tap. Scroll. Type. They're watching the girl on the train again, mystified by the kaleidoscope of colour and text cradled in her left hand. Hasta shifts in his plastic seat and glances sidelong at Ligger. All for this, he says, frittering away her life on that gadget. Dunno, replies Ligger and shrugs. It's interesting, kind of. Bloody snake, Hasta mutters. Was it worth it in the end? The subway car rattles to a stop. Harvard Square, it intones. The girl rises as the door slides open and brushes past them. Every minute, she says, pocketing the phone. Every word. Crown of Thorns will continue in Chapter 38.